Welcome to the show, special guest Madhu Nair from Brooklyn. Oh. Right now, <laughs> with a baby. Thanks, man. <laughs> uh, I know, I know. Just one is draining. I don't know how you guys did four. And uh, Christy, I think uh, you're you're in good hands. Good decision not to plunge in I... yet. <laughs> Yet, okay, scary. Yes. But I think Shob was going for an army there. And then he decided that his entrepreneurship was more important than jihad. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the reason why Christy runs the nursery school near, near his house is the guilt. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So guys, what's the topic for today, Christy? Censorship. Okay. Across the borders, whether in art or whether in the media or generally in life. <laughs> okay. So this, remi- this reminds me, I, um, uh, I read a book uh, called uh, Satanic Verses. Okay. Yeah. Sal- Salman Rushdie, which I think is still banned in India. Right, right. And it's, uh, I mean, as a piece of literature, it's, I think it's a piece of sh- but Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but then again, uh, yeah, I mean, because of all the hype. I had a, somebody from Germany visiting uh, my college and I managed, uh, you know, I told them that this is what I want and they actually managed to get me uh, because I was kind of a guide for them when they were uh, traveling in and around Madurai. I took them mm-hmm. and as a little gift, they gave me the book. And uh, did you think that the fact that it was banned would probably make it a special read and were you disappointed that it wasn't? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was. Uh, I mean, I, I could kind of understand why, what the hoopla was uh, about, and uh, you know, it it, uh, it it seemed that the the mischief on the author's part was quite deliberate. But okay. then, but then again, uh, I, I mean, I really wonder if um, uh, the reason he did it was because he wanted uh, some free publicity, right? I mean, like uh, right. they they say in marketing, any publicity is good publicity. Right. Uh, but did you think that? I mean. Uh, did you understand why people were offended or did you understand why the book was banned? Because I think there's a tremendous difference between the two. No, I mean, uh, I think in this particular case, uh, both had the same reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and see, by the way, I mean, I, I think uh, uh, this particular reason of, uh, you know, uh, books being banned because they are offensive to a particular group is nothing, mm-hmm. nothing new, right? Right. And not in India, not in uh, many other countries. Okay. Uh, it's been in, in history, many, many books uh, have been banned because they were offensive to a minority majority uh, or a group of people or a <laughs> significant vote bank. Or, right. yeah, however it is. Some, I think, in, in some Western countries now, you have, uh, um, you know, uh, essentially this problem is gone and mm-hmm. people can people can publish whatever they want. Right. Yeah, so... Yeah. So, Madhu, uh, as a flaming liberal, do you think that censorship has uh, developed into a state of stubbornness? A state of sub- stubbornness? I'm not sure uh, I fully understand what no. that means. The reason is because I think a large percentage of people just don't want to listen or even tolerate the opinions of others simply because it conflicts with their own. And any alternative viewpoints are being passive aggressively or just blatantly aggressively being crushed and replaced with this outrage and anger right and i find this in fact to be more of a trend in people of the liberal mindset uh, the very definition of liberal is being willing to respect or accept behavior opinions 
or opinions that is uh, uh, different from one's own. But I think they are the first to preach censorship simply because it goes against their belief system, and it comes from people who are conservative too. Yeah, no, no. I think I think it's uh, I think it's interesting. I'm not sure how liberalism and conservatism clash because right. uh, I'm sure there are places where people try to be communist uh, and atheist, and then mm-hmm. the conservatives uh, were the ones fighting oppression and. Uh, uh, you know uh, censorship so right. you know it depends on the time but uh, yeah i i i i hear what you're saying you know mm-hmm. um, and it sounds like barking yeah <laughs> <laughs> i bite to you know yeah no but no, no, i'm just kidding uh, i disagree yeah. with you disagree with the bark <laughs> yeah i disagree with the bark <laughs> which is by the way happening right now and uh, no i disagree with the fact that people should be disallowed to convey their thoughts for a simple reason that i need to know who thinks what like i don't want somebody's opinions sneaking up on me give it to me right then and there you know uh, you shouldn't give them a chance to be quiet about it and then do so when nobody else is listening let people tweet horrible things i need to know what's going on in people's minds yeah i think uh, i think censorship uh, when done like this when it's very blatant is the most crudest form of censorship right so Uh, right. the the best guys who censor are the guys who let everything out and then govern what's being said and then twist and narrate change the narrative so yes, yes. Uh, you know they i mean north korea being uh, highly censored is is not very surprising but then in the us where free speech um, apparently rules uh, where you can say anything but then the minute you say it as you say a million other voices jump in and and drown it out i'm not sure right. that so much as censorship as it is hijacking um you know a story or drowning out a story through you know just nonsense and noise uh, I, i'm not sure that's that's equivalent to censorship because you're still allowed to say what you want to say uh, right. in many cases uh, but if you're outright not allowed to say yes that definitely is a problem the topic of censorship is uh, a bit topical right now in india because uh, recently there was a film called film called uh, uh, lipstick under my burqa have you guys heard of it yeah so apparently this 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 piece of cinema was so lady oriented that the central board of film certification in india did not even feel that it deserved a certification uh, certification not even the adult certification it is a, a movie about four women attempting to break free from the shackles of living in uh, their own repressive uh, communities and they just want to be able to financially support their families to get their husbands and fathers to look at them as individuals and to have consent and to have consensual sex with condoms apparently all of this is too kinky for the cbfc members and they felt that you know it did not deserve a certification so what do you think of this i i, I watched the uh, trailer and the uh, couple of reviews for the movie right okay and uh, in india we have this huge problem where i think uh, you know the the colonial uh, mindset is definitely still there in many different forms for example we have the we still maintain the sedition laws and uh, you know uh, and the law determines if you are a traitor or not and and uh, this is a huge problem because uh, this is a huge colonial hangover for us and the censor board is almost embarrassing <laughs> vestige of uh, colonialism for us now Right. and the fact that every movie is actually watched by a couple of adults 
mm-hmm. and then uh, you know and then they tell us that you know hey this is okay for you to watch or not okay for you to watch and then you know we are allowing these scenes or not allowing these scenes is <laughs> almost embarrassing <laughs> really really embarrassing yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the concept of censorship uh, the in the film censorship board is uh, i think i can see where it comes from because you can't just willingly um, allow content out there i mean it could be propaganda it could be non propaganda mm. and it's pretty you know uh, in a in a state of affairs where things are pretty volatile you might want to keep an eye on what's going out i mean the, the, that's fine i mean as long as the people who are in charge of it are uh, you know up to the task for it yeah. uh, given that this is digital in given that this is digital content and this is going to go out without borders and the people who made it and the people who are supposed to view it are in the dark and everybody else watches it makes it very uh, funny like everybody but the indians have watched it you know or have access to it legally and and i don't see what the uh, you know what the hoopla is or what he's trying to achieve by that matter I mean, trying to keep culture intact or uh, you know just uh, madhu uh, you were saying that it's fine if we keep an eye on it and we do have to, to draw the line somewhere right kind of i think i but think but who gets to draw that line and uh, what are the series of incidents in their lives that led them to believe in what they do so don't you think no matter who draws the line there will be a lot of bias around this oh yeah I mean, that that line is never a, a static line it's uh, it's two forces fighting to push the boundaries on it so the people yeah. in power the people who want to keep status quo are going to uh, keep uh, you know for lack of better word oppressing or or being conservative Uh, uh-huh. the people who think their ideas are being oppressed and want change are the ones pushing against it right yes, so yes. so that line always will be there but the, the whole point is that one side is pushing against one one side is pushing for it mm-hmm. uh, in the case of this film board uh, you know there is a film board but then people ideally should be saying hey you know what this is not happening let's guys let's just uh, kick them out liberate it it all ties into you know what kind of government we have right. you know how exactly. how how well it's being selected how how the or what the culture or what the values we want to project or move towards mm-hmm. uh, it's a reflection of the climate and yep. you know it's a weather vane of uh, the art and cultural uh, you know taste that we have right ashob uh, 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 do you think there can ever be definitive parameters by which we can say what is allowed and what is not yeah so uh, no i agree with madhu when he says that you know i mean uh, there there needs to be an eye on uh, what content is there because it, it's such a volatile place india and uh, it's it's made up of a, you know a very different uh, you know mosaic of people really but uh, it's not just india uh, it's global right uh, no man uh, whether... i think uh, there are certain um, politically and uh, and also uh, you know uh, communally sensitive places in india and, okay. and and we definitely know that that, that to be true and uh, yeah if if content is not regulated in in in, in that way uh, you know it it could be dangerous but but there's uh, there's a few interesting points here Uh, which I, I and and let me start a show notes <laughs> this time uh, <laughs> and uh, add in all the urls that we are talking about because these are some uh, interesting urls mm-hmm. uh there were a bunch of articles of uh, starting few months back uh, uh-huh. as to how online streaming providers like amazon prime apple and and other uh, people were actually mm-hmm. uh, self 
censoring uh, content in India. Okay. This started with a bunch of tweets in India, where people started tweeting uh, screenshots of uh, uh, streaming content, which mm-hmm. were actually uh, self-censored mm-hmm. by the streaming. Yeah, by the streaming provider. So the, these did not go through the you know the censor board at all. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then again, uh, the censor the, these guys essentially did not want to take a chance. Right. So, so they censored themselves yes. before it it became a problem. Yeah, nudity and and mm. stuff like that. They did uh, censor uh, censor themselves probably even violence. I I can't remember. But I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in a bunch of links in the show notes so that uh, you know listeners can uh, essentially go through those links. And so uh, and the but the point is uh, where does the overreaching stop, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, who defines what is sensitive, what is uh, not sensitive? Because you know especially you know even in, in, um, in our home state tamil nadu so whenever there is a you know a significant movie released we <laughs> we do see that a bunch of a group of people say you know this hurts our sentiments and you know yeah. we will not allow you to release this movie so man that that is that is uh, that is uh, very frustrating yeah few years ago uh, they decided to sanitize double quotes uh, mark twain huckleberry finn and they replaced certain racial epithets like uh, the n word with okay. the slave mm-hmm. uh, i think the n word appears around 200 times in the novel and it was judged as being unsuitable for children who studied in the us educational system and it seemed to me like they were rewriting history hmm. like erasing from the past that african americans were called the n word back then because of the backward mindsets and that's the era that huckleberry finn or tom sawyer lived in now mark twain was definitely a liberal and undoubtedly against racism and his repeated use of that word seemed deliberately ironic as opposed to being driven by anger and hate mm-hmm. but everybody dis- i mean the governing body and this is where i find madhu that there's a fear as to who the governing body is they decided that both children and adults would not be able to tell the difference between hate and irony so do you think that it should have been uh, replaced with the word slave well i don't i i i literally don't i mean uh, i i i see where you're getting at christy like i'm i'm the kind of guy who's always on the other side trying to say okay just take off uh, censorship right. but uh, you know but, but but i don't what i want ideally in a world is not to take off but keep pushing that boundary like there should be a governance structure in place i mean this is insidious okay, uh, okay. i mean there needs to be a governance structure uh-huh. in place where if things do get out of control you have the ability to bring them back but that comes with uh, you know uh, such uh, people hijacking the uh-huh. whole uh, you know superstructure and saying hey you know what uh, this cannot be allowed that cannot be allowed uh, I, i i don't know what the um you know what the best way to go about it is um but i definitely do not think that censoring uh, is mm-hmm. the way to go at least like you know sanitizing stuff uh, you know taking out things that probably offend uh, certain mm-hmm. people and not the rest i mean if if nothing just make layers of uh, access and say hey you know what if if uh, just let's take a movie and if you say okay a movie has a uh, certain abilities to hurt people in a certain geography or certain minority is there warning is there fast you know uh, trigger warning so is there access you need to make sure that you know it's shown to the right people you can't just blanketly censor things censorship is not always like 
uh, you know, uh, need not be a one-stop, uh, you know, way of enforcing it. it can be layered, can be nuanced. Uh, you can have uh, access to it. Yeah, but I think in in the in the case of uh, uh, Mark Twain, I, I mm-hmm. believe Christy, where it might have come from is that uh, you know it's it's, a, it's absolutely one of the uh, the classics, and and I'm sure that a lot of people want to read it. But then again, uh, let's say that it becomes becomes a classroom text or something. It uh-huh. you know it's like you have to relive the whole thing, and uh, you right now have. Um, blacks and whites sitting together in a classroom and I think it can be fairly embarrassing. <laughs> so, <All right. laughs> I don't know if that's the reason why they did it. And I, that, that, that also uh, reminds me, uh, I, I was uh, uh, re-watching um, Gone with the Wind uh, mm-hmm. uh, recently, maybe like a couple of weeks back. And oh, show your uh, romantic. <laughs> hey, I mean, no man. Folk, four kids is definitely romantic. <laughs> <laughs> so I was watching uh, Gone with the Wind, and then uh-huh. um, there's this whole story, which mm-hmm. uh, you know essentially romanticizes, and also uh, you know in a, in a way um, you know actually <laughs> somehow uh, you know supports the whole uh, slavery thing. And as a, as a way of life and, uh, you know, and there's this dialogue where, you know, people are saying, you know, you know, we are not like that. We treat our slaves really well. Now that, that was really funny. <laughs> so I was like, oh my God, you know, so it's, 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 it's a way of life that couldn't have sustained, couldn't have continued. Uh, mm-hmm. Absolutely not. But then again, uh, you know, um, uh, it's, it's not, it's, it's not, a, uh, it's definitely not a story that should be banned or anything, right? And because, yeah. because it does uh, somehow justify the, the way of life of, uh, you know, the southerners. But yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but then again, it's, it's very offensive to someone, uh, you know, who, who watches that today, the way, yeah, the, the way the structure was uh, and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Sure. But here's where I think the line drawing gets a bit frightening. Uh, Mm. For instance, the word stupid and crazy have come under the scanner because they say that uh, they make people who go through mental health issues feel, uh, you know, that they they are being... Yeah, man. Mm -hmm. And uh, so do we go back in history and read our our, uh, literature and uh, edit out the words stupid and crazy? Yeah, that's that's the whole point, right? I mean, that's something that uh, we have to see, you know, as as time goes by. For example, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when I watch uh, some Tamil movies these days, mm-hmm. they are so patriarchal and they are so sexist. Sexist, right? right. And that I I cannot, you know, believe that I was okay with those movies when I watched them ten, fifteen years back. I right. did not feel anything. I did not we feel offended. We were ignorant about... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was the, not offended rather, yeah. And it wasn't even subtext. It was pretty out there. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was the, like the main theme of the movie. This is how a woman <laughs> yeah, should be and exactly. how she'll be punished by society if she's not. Are you, are you talking yeah. about uh, Mannan from Rajnikanth? Because that's a great example. <laughs> yeah. Of, uh, yeah, that's a great example. <laughs> that's, uh, a great example man. that's a great example. That's a great example. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the guy who directed Mandan is ought to be a goddamn. Yeah. Right? I mean, <laughs> Absolutely. 
the only way that the woman gets rescued is if she's directed by balachandar or if visu steps in <laughs> into the family affairs and sorts it out <laughs> but it, oh my god yeah christy like i i i do get the feeling you're yeah. raring to charm but you know at, at bringing down the censors right so uh, do you think uh, a completely yeah. uncensored world is the way to go no uh, i wouldn't think that because for, for instance uh, i wouldn't want my niece watching certain things uh, because i feel that it may influence her to go towards a mindset that is is probably regressive but i feel as long as censorship is not a knee jerk response i think it can there can be some uh, debate about what to to sponsor and i find this very very prevalent in humor uh, i think there's a huge difference between this is not a joke and i don't find this funny i understand why people are queasy or offended about jokes about rape or racism or pedophilia or meaningless violence but does it mean that they should be banned instead why don't people not listen to it walk away but you can't turn around and say that nobody else will find it funny and hence it should be removed from a public consciousness so when it comes to certain forms like humor i think everything should be allowed i want to be able to make jokes about the tsunami and like those who died in our floods there's nothing wrong with it because i don't it is not my intent to belittle it or to make people feel bad about it it's just a joke the comedy is uh, tragedy plus time yeah <laughs> in our own lives uh, i'm sure there are family members or or people in our, our uh, social circle who say inflammatory things that marginalize people without even an ounce of humor but we don't excommunicate do Uh, uh do we we quietly judge them and then avoid them yeah so just do that next time there's a penis shot in a movie or a joke about the world trade center you know just chill right so uh, madhu that's that's a great question because uh, there have been certain experiments online essentially that uh, uh, gave people absolutely zero censorship uh, famously reddit right Right, right. In in Reddit, there were uh, I mean there are a few banned subreddits. I'll just quickly uh, read through oh. them. One one is Jailbait, which had uh, pictures of uh, uh, teenagers, I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, then and that was replaced by uh, uh, a subreddit called Creep Shots, right? Uh huh. And then there was a subreddit called Beating Women. Then the the frap the fappening, which essentially was stolen uh, celebrity nude pictures. the right. frappening the fappening yeah and then uh, fat people hate was another subreddit mm-hmm. right and then there was uh, mm, men's rights and then uh, there there was also fine boston bomb bombers which <laughs> which got a lot of uh, you know really young people falsely uh, you know uh, they were they were accused and uh-huh. uh, this led to uh, crazy stuff guns for sale wow. yeah guns guns for, for? sale transfer stuff like that so but the the reddit people uh, they said we want a place on the internet mm-hmm. which we absolutely do not want to uh, censor in any way right and uh, this 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 led to a lot of uh, trolling you know mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously right and uh, this is a huge social experiment uh when when you look at it when you have a community which is mm-hmm. absolutely not censored mm-hmm. and you have you know people who peddle child pornography to uh-huh. you know all kinds of stuff very very morally questionable stuff 
and uh, yeah man i mean i think yeah the, the our base nature just just appears all of a sudden yeah and yeah, uh, yeah. see i think there has to be context though for instance you are talking about child pornography uh, i absolutely think it should be banned but should pasolini's uh, 120 days of sodom be banned because it has teenagers nude performing uh, sexual acts i don't think so because there's a context to it it was supposed to be a statement on fascism so without context i do think that censorship makes sense because you're just misguiding the youngsters but if there is context i don't see any reason for it to be banned at all uh, i'll give you an uh, another example right so there is an organization called nambla which is still there in the us uh, it's called the north american man boy love association mm-hmm. which basically advocates pedophilia oh my gosh <laughs> and they keep saying that they are being marginalized by people <laughs> trash talking pedophilia no i wouldn't support nambla obviously not but uh, yeah i wouldn't support uh, gay people or transgender or african americans or dalits just because they feel bad that people are making jokes that reference them if they joke about them purely with the intent to hurt and make light of their sufferings but even then where's the line right <laughs> i mean the the intent matters right i mean uh, as you said the context matters even even at you know loss of life i mean you look at not the incident but the motives that led to the incident that to differentiate whether it was a manslaughter homicide or whatever it is so similarly like what's you can't look at something and just say okay in this vacuum i look at it so you got to see what the intent is yeah. uh, you know what the effect is and uh, the the social context in which it came the time in which it came etc etc so uh, i mean yeah, the way that i see it yeah, like the difference between what shweb was talking about and what you were talking about is one is uh, reality one is uh, depiction and art Uh, interpretation so 120 uh, you know um, days of sodom or uh, you know all those things are um, basically you thought experiments uh, you know while you might want to um, you know say okay this those deal with taboo stuff it, it's still not the reality you're still interpreting you're still messing around it, it probably falls in the realms of art and not necessarily uh, the the reality whereas what shweb was talking about was actual Uh, i assume was actual uh, true cases and 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 those are far more morbid and uh, things that needs to be regulated right, right i mean right. even even in japan uh, mm-hmm. you know there's this whole case uh, or you know thing about uh, in mangas you cannot mm-hmm. depict uh, child pornography okay right uh, but but japan is very insistent that no that that is thought policing mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. it does not involve the uh, the actual actors uh, mm-hmm. the, the the people you can do whatever you want in art right it's their case that they are trying to make i mean so that's very questionable lolita mm-hmm. nobokov's lolita is a big example yeah you mm-hmm. i mean one of the greatest pieces of literature is questionably but still uh, you know mm-hmm. deals with uh, quite quite uh, queasy it, it makes everybody squirm right. but mm-hmm. that does not mean that it should not exist mm-hmm. right i think even recently uh, Oh, Winnie the Pooh was banned in China because apparently it looked too similar to the supreme leader. <laughs> What the hell, man? <laughs> I am not kidding. I am not kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh! We should we should like totally put that in the show notes. <laughs> Another reason why I wouldn't mind people in, uh, uh, people censoring themselves is so that they don't die. For instance. in 2015 right uh, charlie 
Hebdo was attacked for its depiction of Muhammad and other Islamic uh, leaders. And how many people died? 10, 12? Something like that. So, about um, one week later, their front cover, I remember, uh, showed the Prophet uh, shedding a tear and holding up a sign that said, Je suis Charlie. I would... Yeah, I wouldn't have done that. I would have censored myself because I don't want more people to die. But, yeah. No, man, see that uh, on this particular um, uh, issue, right, there's, there's a very good article called uh, I Am Not Charlie Hebdo by the author and columnist uh, David Brooks, right, mm-hmm. in the New York Times, mm-hmm. where I agree with him, which is pretty much your point, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a free speech for the sake of free speech just to mm-hmm. prove a point, uh, mm-hmm. pretty much knowing that there will be death, right? right. It's, it's a fairly, uh, you know, stupid thing in the sense that what what he says is... It's irresponsible. Right? Yeah, well, let me let me elaborate, right? I mean, so sure. we, are, we are dealing with uh, certain uh, basic rights here. So what he says is that, you know, if uh, he, he says that this would have never happened in America. Mm-hmm. Right. The reason being the you know the the blatant uh, you know uh, you know essentially free speech for the sake of free speech. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, for example, even when the man I don't know where the there was some pastor somewhere uh, I don't I can't remember where wanted to burn the Quran, mm-hmm. burn a Quran day is what he had, <laughs> and then uh, Obama actually uh, you know convinced him not to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. He said you know I get your point, you know. I, that that's proven already. Don't do it because it's it's got it going it's going to cause a lot of more trouble. And he was he he was maybe afraid because a lot of uh, his troops were there on the ground in in countries where there could be trouble because of this. And uh, he he had a selfish motive saying, "Don't do this because our troops are going to be targeted." Right, but the points, the point that David Brooks makes is a lot more, uh, you know, uh, you know, they make a lot more sense because what he says is, you know, if you are going to target the base emotions of these people by, mm-hmm. you know, uh, essentially promoting uh, within double quotes free speech, mm-hmm. don't do it because these guys don't get a subtle argument. Now, for example. There's so many people out there uh, from the more intellectual realm who target religion all the time, right? Mm -hmm. The terrorists, they are not sophisticated enough to actually make an argument with them. Now, for example, you take uh, Sam Harris or you take, uh, uh, you know, uh, (laughs) Dawkins. Mm -hmm. And and all these people are militantly against Islam, Mm -hmm. militantly against religion in, in general, Right. However, they are completely off the radars of the terrorists because the argument these guys are making is more intellectual. Mm-hmm. Now, for example, just to understand what uh, Richard Dawkins is talking about, you need to read 10 or 12 books and then come, come back to argue with the guy. To argue with the guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And where are these books available with the terrorists and, and do they even <laughs> know to read them? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, you know, you appeal to the base emotions of these guys by drawing a cartoon. Right. Right. And, and That's an excellent point. Yeah, that's an excellent point, I thought, because, you know, this is the place where the, the, the need for free speech and, and the mischief get, get mixed up. Right. Right. 
and and that, that's that's the and that's that's a phenomenal point that uh, David Brooks brought, uh, which which I'll include in the show notes. Excellent. Yeah, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm not sure uh, sure that that's the stance that I take on that particular mm-hmm. uh, incident. Uh-huh. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it's very clear to me that uh, free speech for the sake of free speech should be the way to go, like art for the sake of art. It should not be contextual. It should not depend on another person's anchor point as to where we draw our free speech. I mean, free speech is kind of absolute, um, you know. So I think the very uh, fact that they went and brought down the ridiculing and the mischief to a point where it's not at the, uh, you know, at the intellectual level and space shows that they're bringing the fight of free speech or the idea of free speech down to where it should not be and that's exactly where you know the the conversation should happen the right, fact right. that it was met with bullets uh, mm-hmm. clearly shows that there is a need uh, for free speech to to exist in that level and to mm-hmm. say probably that uh, we should not do that mm-hmm. um, i mean it's not it was not a smart thing to do there are better mm-hmm. ways to do it definitely mm-hmm. uh, you know mm-hmm. it could have been done with lesser collateral damage but mm-hmm. uh, the idea that free speech should exist uh, in context of someone else's uh, idea of where free speech ends, uh, mm-hmm. kind of is not how I view it. I mean, the, uh, that's the, that's basically how I look at it. And I think it was pretty brave of whoever did it. And mischief mongering and everything, all said and done, because free speech is uh, tested when such situations arise. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, there there should be checks and balances. And if and if the reaction to such uh, you know testing of lines is you know murder and mayhem that means mm-hmm. that you know uh, we need to tweak it we need to move towards more free speech and an acceptance of that uh, no but i think charlie hebdo was especially uh, you know frustrating madhu because uh, this particular issue was uh, you know the, <laughs> the limits of free speech were already tested uh, yeah. there were there was uh, uh, the i don't know if i'm pronouncing this right the jailan poston the uh, the newspaper uh, what is this is a dutch newspaper i, I can't yep. Uh, yep. remember right now yeah so uh, they they again uh, created a bunch of uh, you know cartoons in that uh, during the day and uh, there were huge uh, large number of people who got killed in uh, in riots in pakistan i, I believe i can't mm-hmm. i can't remember very clearly at this point of time but this this particular point and uh, you know and we know for example in india what you should do to get a bunch of people killed right and uh, we know we know we know those points right uh, uh, we know how uh, tamilians should behave in in karnataka when you know the a water crisis is going on okay you take your car out which is registered in tamil nadu uh, it's probably going to be burnt down right we know how to behave d- during those times and uh, the the problems that are caused because the, the the reason why we are even having this conversation is, be, is 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 because we are trying to explore the boundaries of uh, you know where culture and uh, uh, free speech uh, you know, collide and uh, and and uh, and that that the point of that collision is, is not uniform and uh, simple to understand mm-hmm. right the, if, if free speech were completely free and absolute we wouldn't even be having this conversation yeah and this is especially true because we live in such a combustible society one little spark and the whole thing gets into a wildfire 
I mean, I mean, all the more reason why we should be uh, pushing the limits, right? I mean, see, I, I understand where you guys are coming from, but uh, mm. you know, if we are not willing to push it, then probably we are not the right people to talk about it, right? We are conformists, and we are saying, hey, if we go, we exactly know what to do to survive and to keep things status quo. But uh-huh. given the fact that we are not, I mean, there are some people who internally just want to push things or just want to express things or indulge in a lot of uh-huh. things. uh that you know uh, if if you're not one of them none of this matters right if you are if you're the kind of guy to whom uh, lipstick under burka uh, releases or not is not a matter of ideological concern uh, you would probably brush the whole thing away right as movie as movie fanatics or as someone who wants to see other movies or just someone who gets riled up uh, just to see uh, an unreasonable act of oppression then uh-huh. you 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 come up and say oh, you know what that's not right right so that's right. The, that's the kind of thing that you're talking about i mean if if uh, if we can confirm definitely that's uh, not going to be a problem for us but i yeah. i think that the approach and the argument that we are taking is from a stance of someone who cannot stand uh, mm-hmm. to see unreasonable oppression and censorship um, mm-hmm. right but uh, as shob was saying i feel if you want to use content as an instrument of change or as a medium of spreading awareness there has to be subtlety to it simply because of the world that we live in uh, i'll give you a, a, a personal experience point uh, a couple of years ago uh, we worked on this documentary that was anti the sri lankan president back then and we did it because we i mean a lot of us a lot of people around the world uh, see they saw him as a war criminal so we released that documentary to a bit of acclaim and things were fine and we wanted to do a documentary about uh, our uh, <laughs> our prime minister our current prime minister who yeah. who was uh, who was contesting in the elections back then and we decided not to do it not because we would have uh, i think it would have given us a lot of popularity but we felt we shouldn't because it would give more power to the people who were who, who we're going to vote for him anyway because without subtlety you take documentary filmmaking there cannot be any subtlety to it fact is a fact and if we are going to to talk about things that he did or his people did it would just give more ammunition for his supporters to be more vocal about their beliefs and uh, so i'm kind of with shob on this because without subtlety the context might be lost and uh, i mean given you're, that, you're, yeah. you're talking yeah. about effectiveness you're not talking about um, you know uh, censorship right you, censorship is when you cannot do that now you can do that but you're thinking what tone to take so you're not yeah, really yeah. talking about censorship at that right. time right right uh, yeah so yeah right. completely agree so i do not think it should be a law that should be imposed but i think it should be self censorship uh, artists and content producers should have the wherewith to know uh when they're pushing the line that can lead to uh, damage in the lives of innocent people absolutely absolutely see i think uh, even david david brooks is saying the same thing uh, guys so what essentially is saying is that be smart about it right you gonna you gonna attack a base emotion the reaction uh-huh. is going to be very different from how you if you you know if you put it subtly right mm-hmm. and uh, putting it subtly and then bringing up those points again and again will essentially you know create the change but it's going to be slow and and these these things we, we cannot change overnight we we all know yeah. that i i guess so yeah. the the whole the whole point is that uh, uh, now for example uh, you take the case of uh, you know uh, censorship being absent in the online media 
in 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 india right mm-hmm. now isn't that not going to bring a new wave of content that then becomes normal mm-hmm. which changes the the existing baseline for culture itself mm-hmm. right and then becomes the new normal over a period of time as as the internet penetrates uh, you know uh, into into the deeper uh, you know the rural india Mm-hmm. and then that becomes normal and people are saying why do we need a sense of board because we've been watching this for years but that's yeah. going to take a really long time yeah it that's correct it would yeah yeah and and i also see the future of cinema as youtube i think all major releases Absolutely. will be online so i think this problem is going to come more under the scanner with the years yeah absolutely man and uh, charlie hebdo they act they I think I'm not sure how many months later after this incident, but they prevented the publication of another magazine called Sharpie Hebdo, which was a, a spoof of their own. So I'm I'm not sure how much they advocate freedom of speech. You can only advocate freedom of speech if you're alive. So uh, I mean, it's, <laughs> <laughs> fair point. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's it's a smart thing to do. Uh, you don't necessarily. You, I mean, as someone said, you can't beat an enemy into submission, right? You can only kill him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you beat him. You only temporarily put him down. So, um, yeah. you know, most of the people who probably self-censor are just waiting for the right climate to un-self-censor, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the that's the uh, whole trickiness of uh, censorship is, uh, dep- <laughs> as you said, depending on who's on power. I mean, for all you know, and uh, you know, I, and this might be laughable. For all you know, that mm-hmm. Pankaj guy who runs the film censorship board. might be having some really high level view where he's talking about now is not the right time there india yeah. uh, yeah. is ready for lipstick under the burqa and he <laughs> might be thinking about a couple of hamlets in his uh, experience where things might yeah. not go down well and yeah. in his books he is like yeah i saved uh, 200 lives today and <laughs> you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. so and uh, this is the same argument that i use when people complain about alcohol not being served in our domestic flights i keep telling them no man we are not ready for it yet the air hostess <laughs> would would be harassed beyond the point of you know i have seen that happen in international flights you know oh, yeah? <laughs> our guys going completely uh, crazy <laughs> and harassing the air hostesses yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 and nobody bans or censors anything for being stupid or tacky or mediocre and yeah yeah, yeah. i think i think i yeah. think i think we brought, brought we brought out a very good point saying that you know you have you have, you have to be uh, essentially alive <laughs> to <laughs> to propagate your views and uh, i think yeah see taking it to to one extreme right the uh, in in uh, sun zeus uh, art of war he says the best way to win a war if you can is to not fight <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. so you know, so you, I think we have to try and do that, right? And uh, mm-hmm. we have we have to be smart about uh, uh, pushing out content and settle about, you know, uh, bring about the change that we we want to bring about. Yeah, I think that's, that's a very good point. It's similar to man karate, which is a uh, dear karate. So we were taught that uh, if you feel that you're really not going to win a fight, run like hell because that's the best best form of uh, offense. Run. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the the way that I approach it is uh, first try to outrun the problem, and if you can't outrun, then you better you know turn and fight. I mean, that's generally how I look at things. Uh, 
I I saw you rapping somewhere on Instagram. I I can't I can't remember where. What is all that all that about? I have become blackalicious. I've I've tapped into my Afrocentrism. <laughs> no, but I I'll tell you what. Uh, Brooklyn and Chennai have that in common. Like our indigenous uh, um, art form of protest, which is uh, dabangutu, and for them it was hip hop. They both grew at the same time, but. they shot up and we were uh, we were dwindled down we, we got the censored sexual innuendos yeah I, we got censored the real stuff got censored <laughs> no but uh, i mean i mean i am a huge fan of uh, how people express rebellion uh, in through music and tamils in sri lanka in uh, malaysia in uh, all the southeast asian countries singapore they all like mm-hmm. you know gravitate towards hip hop and they got some really nice rap uh, you know stuff coming out that's really intense yeah man i remember christy yeah. the the girl who uh, you know rapped uh, regarding the uh, the mercury leak mercury problem yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah right 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 this right. yeah. and another artist called mia mia yeah 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 she yeah. is yeah. really really good yeah yeah she i think she's uh, sri lankan british right yeah she is and this kodera pa i remember name uh, sofia ashraf you should check her uh, uh, youtube channel out it's really really good madhur really had a nice closer and we should have ended it there no i'm just going to have to rap this no choice hey you should rap christy definitely rap yeah you want yeah. me to show Only if show wants me. Go ahead, man. Go ahead because uh, I. What? I, like he is censoring. Yeah, man. Absolutely. No, I... So I will. This is. Right? <laughs> I, I can I... only. I only remember the lyrics of one song that has something to do with censorship. Uh, Madhu, have you heard of this uh, hip hop group called Two Life Crew? No, man. I have not. Yeah. So they made the the song called Band in the USA, which uh, sampled uh, Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA. It's pretty. It's a pretty nice classic track. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah. We've got white collar people trying to grab our style saying we are too nasty and we are too alive corrupted politicians playing games bringing us down to boost their fame they must be joking thinking we will fall but they are like flies moving the wall we stand tall from beginning to end with the help of our friends and our fans freedom of speech will never die for us to help our ancestors died don't keep thinking that we will quit we'll stand tall and never sit Nothing in particular is brought to you by your hosts Shweb Hussain and Krishi Bharat. You can catch up on Krishi's writing on worstherder.wordpress.com. He is at the rate worstherder on Twitter. On Instagram he is krishi.bharat which is c h r a s t y . b h a r a t h. Shweb is at the rate s h u v e b on Twitter and on Instagram as well. Please follow Nothing in Particular on Twitter on at the rate listen to NIP. and don't forget to rate us on iTunes it helps the show nothing in particular features original music by hariram narayan with vocals by sharanya subramaniam